The 2022 hunting season in New York saw a 10% increase in harvested deer compared to the year before, according to estimates released by the State Department of Environmental Conservation, which attributed the uptick to more New Yorkers taking advantage of recently expanded hunting opportunities. For more on the deer harvested in New York and the landscape more broadly, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Brian Bird, chair of the New York chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Welcome to the show, Brian. Thank you, and thank you for having me on It's our pleasure. So the state reported that about 232,000 deer were harvested in New York last year. What does that number, a 10% increase from 2021, mean to you when you hear it? I think it's a a positive thing. Uh, Some areas have far more deer than other deer, and some uh, to the point where there's areas in New York where deer population is an issue. You know, the question of, is it because of the extended season or opportunities from my own personal take, I would say that that probably does contribute. For instance, I myself harvested a a deer in that extended season between Christmas and New Year's this year. I, I, you know, on my end, I I do see that as probably contributing to it, but I, I, I would defer to DEC on why they think it, the uptick went up. Well, you mentioned that holiday hunting period that state regulators recently authorized from around Christmas through the new year. What do you think of that expansion? Obviously, you took advantage of it, so I'm guessing you think it was a positive change. I do. I think that um, population management is definitely needed in some areas of the state, more so than others. And, you know, the southern zone, everywhere from the western part of New York to Finger Lakes regions, there's even the, you know, downstate, um, you know, the southeast part of the state, you know, deer numbers are high. The more opportunity we have to pursue deer, the, the better off our chances are going to be. And as a result, you know, that period of time corresponds with people having the ability to, to get out more. And this year, the weather was relatively decent. So, I mean, that could be a, an issue at play if that, if that time of year is pretty disastrous weather-wise, it's, it's probably not going to help. Well, according to the state, nearly 2,300 deer were harvested by youth hunters during the youth hunt weekend. The increase that they say was due in part to increased success of making sure that 12 and 13-year-old hunters could participate in this pilot program. As someone who has early memories as a seven-year-old sitting on a milk crate in the hardwoods with your father, how important is it to get young New Yorkers involved in hunting at an early age, like 12 and 13? Personally, I think it's it's beneficial to uh, bring into the fold interested hunters, you know, at an early age, if, if you know, rather than forcing them to wait. I know personally when I, I had to, you know, it was, it was torturous to, to wait until I was 14 before I could go bow hunting. Statistically, it's, you know, insignificant to the total population of deer harvested compared to, you know, almost a quarter of a million deer harvested. But um, I think what it, what that helps foster is the heritage of hunting. You know, if we can get 12 and 13 year olds into hunting before they, you know, deep dive into other pursuits that 12 and 13 year olds go into, maybe we'll, you know, we'll have some more hunters down the road. Maybe the tradition, the heritage of hunting will, will continue. So I think it's a positive thing. I, I don't think it's, something that's going to be a detriment to deer population numbers at all. But um, I think the overall benefit of introducing 12 and 13-year-olds that want to hunt, uh, allowing them to hunt, I think it would be fine. 
Well, you mentioned the overall deer population. Do you think New York has the capacity to harvest more than 232,000 deer a a year, or are we potentially hitting our ceiling at 232,000? One thing that what plagues us in general is, I'm going to use hunting, for instance, you know, looking at what I see when I sit in a tree stand deer hunting is a very small window of of the the large picture. Um, I do have some contacts in the western part of New York, the, the Finger Lakes area. And their population of deer is, is substantially higher than where I'm at. I'm at the very southern edge. It's not Adirondacks, but it's, a, you know, uh, I'm only a little ways away from the Adirondacks. And, you know, I'm in an ag, uh, agricultural area. So the population is, is okay from what I see, from my viewpoint. You don't have to go very far north to see that the population is much less. And you don't have to go very far south to see that the population is, is even more. So, um I think that uh, you know they, the DC would have a, uh, has a handle on on what we should and should not be harvesting in that realm. Well, you mentioned your perspective. So, from your experience hunting in say the northernmost extreme of the capital region, just south of the Adirondacks, what changes, if any, do you think there should be to deer hunting rules and regulations in New York, or do you feel like the experience? that's been crafted by state regulators is an optimal one at this point from your perspective. I think they're doing a a good job. You know, I I can't see any improvement. I don't think better regulation would, would improve what I see. Well, Well, finally then, when you think about your role as chair for, you know, the New York chapter of backcountry hunters and anglers, are there any things outside of say deer hunting that you think listeners should be aware of with regards to your work and New York? Currently, there is a bill proposed to ban lead ammunition on state-owned lands and lands that are managed by New York City Department of Environmental Protection in the watershed of the reservoirs. And so that, that ban would ban any ammunition that contains lead, so that it would include Bullets used for deer hunting, bullets used for uh, small game like uh, grouse or even turkey. Our issue as an organization is that that ban is only to take place on public land. That's land that everybody in New York State has access to. We've done a couple action alerts to make the uh, Assembly and Senate, for that matter, aware um, that we are against this bill and that this bill is um, it's misguided in, in many ways, but it's... Um, our issue is that it's it's focused on public lands, lands that everybody has access to. Would you then want to see the legislation stopped altogether, or would you want to see it apply to all land that hunting happens equally? I'm not opposed to lead-free ammunition, and actually, as an organization, we you know we are are proponents for lead-free ammunition. However, it is uh, something that we have looked at various other states, Arizona, California, uh, et cetera, the way to get buy-in for lead-free ammunition is not through legislation. Um, California, for instance, had a phase-in period. It phased it in over time. Um, the way it's set up right now, it's going to happen in 2025, and it's, and it's you know, be-all, end-all. Um, so as an organization, and, and personally for my, myself, um, you know, pro non-lead, ammunition. 
uh, but I'm against it being just for public land and I'm against it being legislated and not phased in or education. Um, and, and, and in fact, the DEC had done a, they had a, a non-led working group uh, a couple years ago and came up with a, a whole document of recommendations on how to transition from lead-based ammunition to, to non-lead. And um, this legislation essentially just ignores all that. Well, we've been speaking with Brian Bird. He's the chair of the New York chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Brian, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show. for Capital Press Room provided by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation. Communities across the Empire State have stories to tell. A roadside marker funded by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation can help your town or city educate the public, encourage pride of place, and promote local tourism. More about the Pomeroy Foundation's New York State Historic Marker Grant Program for 501c3 organizations, nonprofit academic institutions, and local state and federal government entities at wgpfoundation.org.